aspiring headliner with QSC. Today we're welcoming Bath Spa University student and artist Sally Robinson onto the podcast whose track Moonlit Skies was recently beamed up into space on the International Space Station. So Sally, it's not often I do an intro like that. So um, welcome onto the podcast. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm really good. I was just saying off air um, to Sally that I can hear birds tweeting from her end in the background, which is just a lovely sign of spring, isn't it? You know, I know we like to talk about the weather, but it's all we've got, isn't it, sometimes? It really is. Especially given the last year, so I'm loving hearing those birds. So um, am I right in saying, are you in Cardiff and you study remotely in Bath? Yes, yeah. So I grew up in Cornwall, but I now am living with my parents in their house in Cardiff, but I'm actually studying at Bath Spa. So occasionally I have to go in for a face-to-face lecture and it's, it's quite a commute, but you know, we, we get through it. <laughs> yeah, that's one hell of a commute. How long does that take? It's about two and a half hours because I have to catch the train as well, <laughs> but I really enjoy public transport. So <laughs> Is that because <laughs> it's novel now? A minority there. Pardon? Is that because um, public transport's a bit of a novelty now? Have you always liked it? Yeah, completely. <laughs> God, that's a long time to wear a mask though, isn't it? I know, yeah. But, you know, it, it's all right. <laughs> we get through it. Yeah, we get through it. It's the only way, isn't it? So it's all good and good to be <laughs> safe. So, yeah, you're from Cornwall and now you're in Cardiff and you're studying at Bath. So um, you've moved around a fair bit then. So um, this course must be... Um, how did you come to be in Cardiff then and study in Bath I know you're with your parents at the moment but what, what's the deal with that then? Um, so basically um, like my, my parents moved to Wales when I was about 13 and I've been here ever since basically um, and then I moved to Bath in my first and second year and then kind of my housing option fell through for the third year so I kind of I thought okay well while we're in lockdown anyway I'll just move back here for a few months and now it's almost at the end of the course and I'm still here so that's kind of later. funny well there's no point wasting the money especially at the moment no. you don't have to even be there do you so um yeah, exactly. yeah I think you made a good decision um, <laughs> it's hard not to spend it all on guitars though so oh god yeah I can imagine the grants and all that <laughs> those tasty guitars yeah, so tempting exactly <laughs> and um so when you were a kid though was it always music for you? you were you really super into music Are you a musical family like did you always think you wanted to end up doing something with music um kind of yes and kind of no so I I've always been like really into science and nature so um which is kind of partially where this idea for sending my music out to different places came from but um I kind of so I sort of originally wanted to be a doctor and then I wanted to become a geologist and then there were about eight different other careers that I sort of wanted to do but music was always there in the background and then I won a competition when I was like 14 just like a school talent show (laughs) and then I was like oh maybe I'm actually okay at this and maybe I should take this more seriously and ever since this has just been I don't know my main thing and it's felt completely right so okay (laughs) yeah yeah meant to be I can see that so um (laughs) tell me a bit about your inspirations I guess growing up what music were you into and inspired by and um who do you like now (laughs) so growing up the the band that got me playing guitar originally was Mumford and Sons Mm -hmm. and then Laura Marling so I've always been sort of quite folky and then um, it just kind of expanded from there. So um, now I listen to a lot of Joni Mitchell and Hayley Hendrix, um, Leanna Havas. I absolutely adore. Oh, yes. She's um, so amazing, isn't she? I know. <laughs> um, and yeah, a lot of like older stuff now, because I'm sort of trying to branch out a little bit and see like who influenced my influences and stuff like that. So I'm listening to a lot of um, Ella Fitzgerald and mm. people like that, which is 
really fun yeah (laughs) fantastic and um can you remember what the first bit of music was you bought with your own money (laughs) I can (laughs) oh what is it (laughs) Um, it's always really embarrassing I I feel like everyone's is though which is why I love it but the first song I ever bought was on iTunes and it was Bad Boys by Alexandra Burke oh yeah I know that that (laughs) yeah I know (laughs) there you go (laughs) that was a classic yes I'd forgotten about that as well I can kind of remember the music video weirdly I don't know why (laughs) I know yeah (laughs) yeah great yes I think that was when I was about nine and I was so pleased with it (laughs) yeah I bet you were yeah I don't I'm not even sure what mine is I've asked you that and I don't know I have I can remember buying the single really jumping cool no it's not it's not it's I definitely got a lot of presents as a kid of cassettes um so not <laughs> iTunes different era um I definitely had I may I may have bought a Backstreet Boys cassette I'm not nice. sure though but I do remember buying Jumping Jumping by <laughs> Destiny's Child the single you know it has cool. just like one remix on on it and that song and you just listen to that over and over and over yeah, and, yeah I don't know if I could listen to that again now I heard it too much but um <laughs> Moving on from me, um, <laughs> what has um, so what's the last year been like for you? Obviously, you've been studying remotely, moved in, you know, with the parents and everything. Um, has it affected anything to do with your music or your course? Have you been able to carry on just doing what you had planned, but just doing a thing remotely? Um, yeah, it's been a bit a bit mad, really. So, like when we first went into lockdown, um, I was meant to go on tour as part of my course. And I'd sort of, I'd booked everything and it was all ready to go. And I was like, sort of just about to start doing that. And then obviously lockdown happened and I couldn't do any of that. So that was a bit bit of a weird sort of transition to sort of go from trying to do like a little like library tour all the way around the UK. And then I couldn't do it. So that was mad. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think the first few months were kind of bizarre, just trying to get into the swing of it. And then... I don't know you just sort of get used to zoom a little bit more and having to wear the masks and like you know I I have a a little band with me so we kind of got used to sending each other files for like logic on like whatsapp and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so yeah I don't know it's it's been there's been good points and bad points I think (laughs) yeah it sounds like you're taking it quite positive as well though so um did you take up any new hobbies or anything over the last year? I know a lot of people have got into all kinds of random things now, like <laughs> baking and whatever, hoarding toilet paper. Maybe that's not a hobby, but um, what about you? <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've done quite... I'm, I'm one of those really annoying people who have actually done quite a lot. So um, I started learning French and I'm getting quite good now. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, not quite confident with it yet, but... You know, I, I can, I know a few words. Like I got to a point where I can um, watch a French TV program and actually understand what they're saying. And that was cool. Oh, wow. That um, is massively impressive. I know. <laughs> I'm quite proud of that. Um, and then, yeah, I've, I've sort of been learning guitar a lot more and actually like learning the theory behind it instead of just noodling about, which is what I've always done in the past. And, like start learning piano, released loads of music. So <laughs> yeah, I've, I've done quite, quite a few little things here and there okay no it sounds like you've done more than enough and you've put the rest of us to shame but congratulations that's absolutely incredible I hear a lot of people saying oh I said I was going to learn a language and they didn't but you actually basically have so um yeah <laughs> it's because of the duolingo owl it's just it's tormenting me <laughs> oh my sister does that actually with Spanish yeah she did mention something about this owl and um, now I kind of understanding a little bit more about what she's talking yeah. about um okay and um what about um when it comes to your songwriting then what 
tends to inspire you? Is it all kinds of different things? Has that changed over the years? Like, where do you get your inspiration from? Um, so I, I always kind of, I quite... Uh, I used to struggle quite a lot with finding inspiration for music. And then I stopped trying to write about my own life and like love and stuff like that. And as soon as I did that, um, it completely changed everything. So I often write about nature and there's a lot of like natural imagery and celestial imagery in my music, obviously. <laughs> but um, so I, I write a lot about art and sculpture and stuff like that now, which is it's really cool. So like a, a trip to a museum is massively ins- inspirational to me. Okay, yeah, that is very different then from um, a lot of people that I speak to. It's normally heartbreak, etc., etc. So that's quite <laughs> yeah. nice, actually. Um, I mean, occasionally that there is a few of those. You know, still human. <laughs> oh, of course, of but, course. Yeah. It's got to be a few. And um, yeah. mentioned your course, obviously. So you're studying commercial music at Bartspar University. So what sides of the industry have you been learning about during this course? Is it more the business side of things? Is there anything that you've learned that surprised you or prepared you a bit more that you've been glad to know about? Yeah, so we've we've learned a little bit of everything, which I think is one of the my best my favourite things about the course is that it kind of gives you a little bit of understanding on, you know, all of the bits, which is why I feel so able to release music by myself. Um, but yeah, I think the, the, honestly the best thing about the course is just being able to completely concentrate and focus on music for three years straight has been absolutely incredible. And like being being in such a creative environment surrounded by so many like really talented people all the time as well. Like, I don't know, I'm, I'm a completely different musician to who I was when I started. And like, I don't know, it, it's just, it's so cool, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds like you love it. So that's absolutely brilliant. And a lot of people regret <laughs> Um, doing some courses at uni but you definitely don't sound like one of those so that's very nice to hear especially with the tuition fee ouch oh, um, no. we don't think about that we no just, we don't we just don't think about it's it. not real money it's not real money that's the exactly. way I think of it anyway exactly. it's just not real money I look to the ether the emptiness spiralling by and all of the planets the galaxies catching my eye Caught in the wonder Which of these planets hold life I look to the ether And I'll wait as the day turns to night For every sun that rises to the east sky Turns to peach to say Time the sky turns red, I see you high up there, and I'm reminded that I'm fine under moon. So, um, let's talk about moonlit skies. So, um, you sent this to a lot of inspirational scientists around the world, and the story is that astronaut Scott Kelly liked it so much, this is how it ended up being beamed up to be heard in space on the International Space Station. So it's absolutely incredible. Um, so when did you first get the idea to send your music to scientists and astronauts? <laughs> so um, basically, I released my uh, debut EP around this time last year. And um, because I was meant to go on tour, but I couldn't, I was like, well, maybe I'll go, I'll go on a radio tour instead. So I 
found that website that you can like listen to radio stations from all the way around the world and I just mm. like had, had a bit of a listen I was like yeah they, say, they sound pretty cool sent them an email but um I accidentally sent one to an air force base on Ascension Island which is a volcano in like the middle of nowhere <laughs> and I was like so they sort of emailed back saying like yeah this is a really cool song and I really enjoyed listening to it but we can't play it because we're not a radio station and then I was like that's so cool that my music has been played in a volcano <laughs> and that's kind of where the idea came from so. <laughs> oh okay so it was just by chance okay that makes sense then so then you obviously did um I don't even know how did you find these scientists and astronauts though you finding their email addresses you're obviously very good at um internet research by the sounds of it. yeah it was a lot of hours of google to be to be honest <laughs> lots of googling okay okay <laughs> and um so once you actually got it uh you know to the people that you wanted it to get to was it always your ambition that they could potentially beam your music up into space or was that just a nice surprise for you Oh, <laughs> I, I could never have dreamed of it, honestly. <laughs> like, I was wondering if it was in your subject line. Please beam music to space. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been quite ballsy, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Like I was, I think for every maybe 20 emails I send out, I, I usually get one reply or something like that. So I literally sent out hundreds and he was the first astronaut that actually listened to it. And like, I don't know, just getting that email alone saying that he, he could relate to the song, that was absolutely incredible. And then I kept reading and it said that he was going to send it up to up to space. And it was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. So I kind of think like nine-year-old me who is obsessed with space is just like, she's in heaven right now. <laughs> that's, it's absolutely mind-blowing, really, isn't it? It's how incredible is that? And um, did you get to listen? I don't know how it works. When they did it or how did you find out when it went out to space? no not at all unfortunately it would have been really cool but um yeah like obviously they're very busy doing scientific cool things so it was all completely sort of through personal email addresses so I had to send him the files and then he sent them back up so I that's kind of as much information as I got so I know it's been up there but I don't know much past that really I mean obviously if I'd had like a video of her listening to it that would have been like new level but (laughs) (laughs) that would have been amazing yeah maybe one day (laughs) maybe one day there's still time plenty more emails you could send (laughs) and uh, what did your um family and friends say when you told them this this must have been mad to tell them oh it was so funny when I was um when I actually got the email I was in the kitchen with my mum and I was like oh my god and then I started shaking and I went bright red and then she was just like oh my god what's happened and I showed her the email and she was she basically had the same reaction like she couldn't believe it and then like I I told told a couple of my bandmates and like they they were all you know massively impressed thinking what the fuck Sally how the hell did this happen because like they, they kind of they knew I was doing it but they didn't know how I was doing it or sort of any further information than that really so yeah I don't know I think that the main sort of reaction has just been disbelief to be honest <laughs> it's, it's absolutely it's cool. incredible though and um, what kind of feedback have you had since I'm not even sure who from is it I suppose astronauts I mean obviously it's a very interesting story so you must have had a lot of interest since this has happened um did you mean from other scientists or yeah from scientists music fans I guess just anyone really yeah so um I've had quite a few other scientists listen to it now which is really cool so um the track itself has got the recordings from the mars perseverance rover in it and a couple of the people from the team who actually put that rover onto mars have listened to it now which is so cool to me (laughs) 
oh that's mad <laughs> how full circle is that yeah and then I just keep getting like random people messaging me saying like this is such an amazing story I, I can't believe that, that this has happened this is really inspiring to me which is so nice like that's kind of that's one of the reasons why I wanted to begin the project in the first place because I think people sort of see these sort of scientists and industry leaders and just see them as like these other people that you can't really access but like you know they're just people too they want to listen to music and they they want to enjoy the creative side so um like Fred who one of the uh, Fred Siricio I think is his, I, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name <laughs> but <laughs> he's one of the um the Mars scientists and he said that um it was really great when people bring the artistry back to STEM which just kind of proved to me that people aren't really doing this at the minute and they completely should be so I don't know <laughs> no it's so interesting isn't it and amazing that you've had that response um to the song and the project and everything so that's so cool um so the song um you said it's a love letter to mars and as you've just said it includes samples of the first recordings from nasa's mars um rovers on board microphone which is incredible but um so tell me a bit about the song why a love letter to mars um why where did you get the kind of thought to to put this into a song <laughs> so um basically it completely stemmed from watching the 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 um oh what's the word the, the press conference oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> for the um, for the mars rover <laughs> and um i think the um like the, the nasa ceo or something said that um he couldn't wait to hear what music was created from the from the samples and i was like that's a really cool idea i'm gonna do that and then kind of like the stars just aligned and with, with within a day i had a song written and all the parts written and i just had to record it and get it out there and yeah so it's kind of it's written about the feeling that you get when I don't know, maybe you've had like an anxious day or something and then you look up at the moon or like the stars or something mm -hmm. at night and then you just kind of remember that, that your problems are just pretty small and like when you wake up tomorrow, it's not going to be so bad. And like, I don't know, just remembering how small you are in comparison to like the whole universe, I find that really calming. So the song is meant to be calming and is meant to reflect that feeling, basically. So that, that was the inspiration. Yes. Okay, yeah, that makes sense after having listened to it, definitely. That definitely comes across, yeah. And it's um, <laughs> it comes from um, a series of four double A-side singles, um, which take inspiration from the four elements, so air, earth, fire, water. And so am I right in saying each of the, they've either been sent or will be sent, I'm not sure if you've done it already, to unusual locations that connect to the element um, from the... Uh, that they represent so where have you sent these if you have sent them yet <laughs> so i'm still in the process of sending them um so for air i sent them to obviously space and like weather people all the way around the world so the next release which is going to be available on the 27th of may am i lying no 27th of april sorry <laughs> um that one's representing earth so i'm emailing that to people who are working in rainforests and deserts and places like that um, the fire pair is going to be available at the end of May. That one is being sent to volcanoes all the way around the world because um, both of the songs are actually about volcanoes. So very <laughs> cool. My, my geology influence is coming in there. <laughs> and then the water pair is going to be sent to um, scientific research ships, hopefully submarines too, because I think that would be pretty cool if I could get it played like underwater but i don't know if that's achievable or not so <laughs> oh yeah that would be good to go is that opposite to space i don't know but it's down isn't it so yeah, yeah that would be exactly. amazing <laughs> <laughs> and um so uh i saw that moonlit skies is joined by leaves in the light which is obviously on your spotify as well um to make it the air duo Finger in 
Longing to linger and longing to hold The red leaves are falling, your hands are so cold I'd warm them forever to have and to hold Leave me wondering why Blue is the colour you Um, so tell me about Leaves in the Light then and the inspiration behind this one. I'm sure it's got um, an interesting story as well, um, given your other <laughs> ones. So what was the deal with this one? So it, the story behind this one is a lot more down to earth. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, basically I came across this person on Instagram um, and we'd kind of, we, we were friends for a little while back in the day and then she got a boyfriend and then she basically came out and I was like, oh my gosh, maybe I should message her to say, hey, like, do you remember we were, we, we, were, we were friends, do you want to go out on a date? And it's basically wondering whether I should do that or not. So it's kind of looking at the possibility of a relationship before it happens, if you see what I mean. Okay. Yes. And this basically literally completely stemmed from scrolling through Instagram one day and then I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of an interesting thought, but... Oh, yeah, interesting. Okay, so yeah, you do take inspiration for all kinds of different things then. Yeah. <laughs> nice, I love that. And um, I know things are a bit up in the air with um, the UK and everything. Do you normally perform much at any events or gigs? Have you got anything planned with that side of things? Um, yeah, so I, I gig as often as I as I possibly can. I absolutely love being on stage and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so I have a few gigs coming up because we have to... Um, do a few performances for our end of degree shows Mm -hmm. which should be really cool but past that I still don't have anything yet but um yeah I mean as as soon as the the world starts opening up again I'm hoping to do my library tour so so basically Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna do a a few gigs around the UK in interesting architectural places so um if I could get a few churches a few libraries a few museums that kind of thing I think that would be really cool just like take advantage of the reverb and stuff like that in those mm. spaces oh yeah but yeah hopefully that will happen <laughs> but we'll, we'll see you okay. know, fingers crossed yeah fingers crossed literally for everything uh live events <laughs> related and you know social distance related and all of that <laughs> yeah. lovely stuff that goes with it so um what about the rest of your plans this year so you'll be finishing your degree then um what what other music plans have you got um so yeah i have to get to the end of my degree write my dissertation at some point probably (laughs) um and then yeah I think I'm hoping to get a few more songs out in September October kind of time but I I don't know it's it's so far in the future I'm kind of sort of concentrating on the degree at the minute but yeah I I have a a few ideas in the in the pipeline that I'm I'm sort of working on in my spare time when I whenever I get any okay 
keep yes. your eyes out in autumn in between <laughs> learning french and doing your degree and your dissertation and all that it sounds like you're very very busy sally so um <laughs> i am quite busy yeah. i have no doubt though that what you come up with will be equally as interesting and um unusual so i really look forward to seeing that so um yeah <laughs> um well thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today it's been so nice to talk to you and find out about this just bizarre and unusual project i love that it came about just by sending you know your track completely by mistake to the wrong person but how incredible that it just lined up like that it's such a good story thank you thank you so much for having me as well oh you're so welcome you're welcome back anytime all right thanks then sally thank you thank you bye headliner radio supporting the creative community